Hello everyone, Kevin Carpenter here, your Master of Ceremonies for Rolling in the Mist. I just want to thank everyone for following us to this point, to the end of our first story arc of Skid Row. We're, we're so excited to be making this podcast, and it, it's honestly as much an adventure for us as it is for the characters we play. It, it's exciting, it's scary, and it, it's just a lot of fun to be doing this. We really hope you're enjoying this, and as you keep following us, we'll be releasing more and more content. We really love hearing from you guys as you listen to our show, so feel free to give us any comments, critiques, uh, things you would want Arthur Strange and Leo Castillo to do. It's just great to hear from you guys. So stay tuned for more Rolling in the Mist. Rolling in the Mist is a series with fantasy violence, mentions of gore, and worst of all, cussing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rolling in the Mist. I am your Master of Ceremonies, Kevin Carpenter, and joining me today are... Ryan Bravo as Leo Castello. And... Jason Baguero as Arthur Strange. Now, this is a very exciting episode because this is the uh, the last episode of our first arc, Skid Row. Yeah. Uh, where we'll be, and after this, we'll be moving on to our next arc, which the title will be revealed when uh, we get to that. But... For now, the recap. So, Leo and Arthur, you two have joined forces together as uh, guardians of life and of death, trying not to kill each other as you <laughs> go after <laughs> as you go after a punk teenager named Skid who had found a mysterious book that allowed him to raise the dead. After doing some investigating in hobo fights in the hospital, you, <laughs> you eventually found Skid in a graveyard where he summoned an army of zombies. Well, more like a, like a gang of zombies. Something like that. Quite a bit of them. <laughs> yeah. Just just a few. Oh, I would know. Are you giving me that yeah. look? <laughs> yeah. As you guys had a uh, rumble in the graveyard, uh, Arthur Strange was able to wrestle the book from Skid before shooting him. And Leo, meanwhile, was trying to use his powers to support his friend and kept getting mauled by zombies in true Dawn of the Dead fashion. Yep. Uh, just as all hope seemed lost, Arthur Strange let loose the limiters of his power that he reluctantly carries and peered inside the book, not only gaining control of the zombies, but also seeing reality in a new way. Heaven, hell, purgatory, and perhaps something more. While Arthur was having his own freak out, Leo managed to, <laughs> Leo managed to drag himself out of his bloodied stupor and managed to gain enough strength to s reluctantly save Skid after being shot. It seemed like our heroes will finally got the happy ending they earned until a mysterious figure wearing a red motorcycle suit riding a red motorcycle ramped a gravestone like a boss and snatched the book out of Arthur Strange's hand before driving off into the night. Yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> so now... We join our heroes, or rather, hero, Leo. You stand on a cliff. Below you is a vast nothing of mist. Behind you, a stretch of rock leading nowhere. But you're not focused on what's below or behind you. For ahead of you, above you, floats a massive rolling storm. The clouds are a sinister shade of blue, so dark they could almost be black. 
the thunder pounds once, twice, like an oncoming war drum. And as each arc of lightning lights up the world, you begin to see something in the clouds. Leo, you feel your mythos pulling into you. Do you look into the mist? I do. Roll plus your mythos, my friend. So this is similar to Stop Holding Back, except instead of rolling the number of Logos themes you have, you're rolling the number of Mythos themes you have. This is a, a special move in the back of the book where you can look into your mythology. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, so I roll both dice? Yes. Okay. Don't screw me there. Same thing still applies, right? One and then the... So that's a five plus three, since I have three Mythos. You have three Mythos? Yeah. I thought you had no. I thought you had two mythos Sorry, and two right, logos. Sorry, right, right, right. Two, two, two logos. Okay. Two, so uh, that is seven. Okay. So I'm gonna. This is treated as sort of like an investigate. So since you have two mythos, that means you have two clues. Oh, okay. So that means you can ask this, this storm, this myth of yours, two questions. What do you want to know? About anything. Yeah. Okay. Remember, you are you're just standing on this cliff, looking at this storm, and there is something in that storm that you feel. I want to ask this this entity. Do you trust me to hold your power? Now this is under the pretext that this is my actual mm -hmm. like, thing that's in me, right? It, it, <laughs> it's kind of weird from your perspective. Okay. Like game perspective, yes. Uh -huh. But from your perspective, this is just something that you feel on an oh, innate oh, level. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. So let me <laughs> well, no, that, that's a good oh, question okay, if you right, want me to... Right. Yeah, sure, yeah. you'll screw it. You, you, you rolled a seven, though, so yes. I get to mess with the question of a little bit. As you ask this storm whether it trusts you to hold its power, you're greeted by a thunderous... And you can feel this anger in your chest. You, this thunder pushes back against you, and you almost take a step back. And as you look into the clouds, you see, with each bolt of lightning, a shape in the clouds. This long, winged figure. You, you can barely see it through the storm clouds, but it coils and rises through the clouds. And it seems like the clouds move around it as well. And as the thunder grows more intense, you can feel this being in the storm. It's mad. You have another question. Um, oh shit! So, uh, so I can feel that it's mad. Um, I I want to ask it: Is there something I can do to help relieve your pain? You stand on this cliff, and you feel wind tugging at your back—not tugging, pushing at your back. And it's pushing you closer and closer to the cliff edge. And you, you struggle against this wind as it pounds against, pounds against you, but your feet scrape against the dirt that's under you, and soon enough you are at the cliff's edge, looking down at this vast abyss. And you look up and you see that the storm that was once in front of you is now directly above you, and this winged, long, serpentine figure is now directly above you and you realize just how large this thing is. Oh my god. 
And as it coils above you, you see its head look down at you with piercing red eyes like it's waiting. Um, I, I take a deep breath. And I just stare it, not, not stare it deep into its eyes with no emotion, no anger, no, just, I guess, trying to connect with it. You, you stare into its eyes and you, you try to keep your stance on the edge of this cliff, but the wind only grows stronger and stronger. And the more you fight against it, the more it pushes. And your feet are now half off this cliff. You're only being held on by your heels, which are now digging into the dirt. And this creature in the storm just watches. And another boom of thunder hits and you feel that same anger but there is also anticipation like it's waiting to see what you'll do and so wow <laughs> wow I I look down at the abyss I look back up very quickly and I just kind of shine at a smile and I just tip over, letting the wind, I guess, push me down. What is the feeling in you when you jump off the cliff? Is it resignation or is it something else? Um, it's kind of like a dare. Kind of like, I'm like, okay, let's find out. As you let the wind push you off the cliff, staring this massive creature in its piercing red eyes. It narrows its gaze as you fall, fall further into the abyss. And the strange thing is, as you fall, you feel the wind follow you. And then you wake up in your bed and you hurt like hell. Dr. Leo Castillo, you have been in your bed for the past few days. Ooh. It's hard to keep track. And you have just kind of been uh, periodically uh, healing yourself with your power to the point of exhaustion and then passing out. And then you'll wake up again and take care of things yeah. and then get back to your bed and try to keep healing yourself and then pass out again. Because you were kind of really, really badly mangled by these zombies. I got wrecked. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, this is kind of just how you've been spending your time. Yeah. And as you kind of like, as you kind of curse and, you know, it's just like uh, another fucking thing yeah. of this. Um, you, you lay back down your bed and begin healing yourself. And your skin has healed up all these wounds, but it's now sort of craggly. It's, yeah. it's, it's got kind of a sheen to it now um, in parts. Uh, and as you begin to heal yourself once again, uh, you think back to the night when this happened. So what I love about City of Mist is that having flashbacks is an actual game mechanic. Uh, you guys can use this in the future to like set things up preemptively or just you know flesh out your backstory or whatever. We kind of did that with uh, Strange and the funeral scene. It didn't really like set up anything. I didn't have you make a roll, but it's just like that flashback is a game mechanic in the game, which I love. So Leo, we flash back to right after the end of last episode. You're in the graveyard. You're 
beat to hell, bleeding all over the ground. Skid has just been stabilized, and uh, this person on a motorcycle has just snatched the book from Strange's hand and is about to ride off. What do you do? Uh, I kind of look at completely shocked, like, Arthur, you had one job. Um, and I guess in, in my really messed up state, I tried to, like, at least shoot, like, a fireball or, or yeah, shoot a fireball uh, at the hind wheel of the motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, like, I just not even try to black. I just chuck it because <laughs> uh, knowing God knows I'm going to fall right over. Okay. Um, uh, roll hit with all you've got with oh, a minus Jesus. with a minus four because oh, this is still when you're messed up. Wow. So what tags are you using? I'm gonna use um, cruel sun uh, and gale force. Okay. Uh, Jesus, that's gonna be a plus two. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Actually, it's a minus two since you had the minus four. Oh fuck. So that's so uh, that's four. four? Oh damn! <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you, you, you form the fireball in your hand, and you just like you don't even shoot it like you normally do. You just kind of chuck it, and uh, as the fireball like goes toward the figure, the figure actually like sees it coming, and then drives up to another like ramped uh, like gravestone and just rides off of it over the fireball, and you just made this like really cool trick for this rider. Oh. <laughs> as it flies, exit strategy. <laughs> yeah. As it flies off, and as your fireball explodes and brings up the dirt into the air, there's a bit of smoke. And then as the smoke fades, the rider is gone. God. And I look at Arthur like, a little help there. (laughs) (laughs) And then you pass out. Uh, And we come back to the present day where you're just in your bed healing yourself. (laughs) And I have a quick flash of... Could have used some help there, Arthur. Speaking of you Arthur, drunk bastard. <laughs> so this session, we're also going to be doing a lot of the like background moves, like the mm-hmm. special moves, like flashback, uh, looking into the mist, and also a, a move that's very near and dear to my heart: uh, the montage move or downtime. Uh, it's basically in the space between your cases or when you guys just have some spare moments, you guys can use this time to bring attention to one of your themes, uh, take uh, fade away from one of your themes, like build it back up, um, build up, like investigate a case so you can build up clues or like uh, look into your abilities to build up juice. And also you can uh, heal your statuses. So that's kind of what we did with Leo here. Because I, I, I really kind of much of a choice. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> yeah. knew that you would be healing yourself. So uh, Arthur, I imagine you're going to be doing the same with your uh, psychological tier four status. Most uh, the, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the abyss stared back. So uh, how does Arthur Strange heal psychological damage? Well, uh, are you asking me in terms of like the role play right now, or sorry? Just, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just. Um, so Arthur, what he does is after. Leo gets taken to some kind of medical facility and Sid is under, I guess, was it house arrest or something or like uh, where they like the cops are at the st- the hospital kind of like watching over him. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Like you brought him in and then like yeah. the cops are watching over him. Uh, what, which, by the way, do you go to the hospital, Leo, or do, are you just like, I'm going to take care of this myself? Um, well, he passed out, right? Oh, yeah. So I took him. Oh, OK. I, okay. He, he, like he doesn't have really ch- that's what fair. I would do is I'd call the cops or call backup, have Sid get taken to the nearest hospital, have you get taken to the nearest hospital, and I'm going to go home 
and avoid phone calls for a couple of days because what I just experienced is without a doubt one of the horror, horrific things I could ever imagine. That's fair. And I've experienced a lot of horrific things as a, as a detective. <laughs> so you, you just kind of take like a couple of days to just like hold up in your apartment? I'm, yeah, kind of almost like what a junkie would do if they would try to go cold turkey. Oh wow! So you just you don't drink either? Just no, like like I'm drinking as oh. my only coping mechanism. Oh, just, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm kind of sh- like, what's the word I'm trying to go for? Uh, rehabilitating. Not so much rehabilitating, but like kind of isolating myself from yeah. the outside yeah. world oh, and yeah. just no sun, no nothing, just really? in a room, just kind of really processing like, what am I seeing? What what's going on? So, Detective Strange, you're holed up in your apartment for like days. What what is your apartment like? Well, given my personality and my habits you would think i live in a really bad apartment honestly it's a very minimalist apartment a bed a little coffee table with a couch um a fridge i really don't have a lot of uh what would you call it diningware stuff like that it's if i do it's Probably just for me, like maybe like four plates at best. I don't really eat as much. And if I do, it's always on the go. And on my coffee table is more of files. That's where I work. My bed is pretty neat in the sense of there's no wrinkles or anything, which means I don't sleep in it. I sleep mainly on the couch because I'm always working. I hardly sleep in that matter. I get like whatever sleep I could get. And it's from passing out from drinking and working. And I don't even have a blanket because I'm so used to being cold from the dead constantly being around me. I, I got to ask, is, is like the twist of your character arc that Strange has been like dead all along? Because how the <laughs> fuck are you still alive? <laughs> your diet consists of booze and... Do you smoke? I don't remember. Do you smoke? No. I, I, it I, consists I, of booze. I, smoking's bad for you. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I, in fact, I believe one time uh, an officer offered me a cigarette. I go, no, man, that'll kill you. As I took a swig of my fucking liquor. Yeah, that sounds like some Detective Strange would do. No, but um, in Get terms of vitamins and minerals from mm-hmm. in pure. terms of food, I would say probably like hard boiled eggs, uh, some toast and <sighs> butter. Hard boiled it. No, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, some toast with butter on it. Uh, an apple I'll take on the road just to grab whatever. Like very just kind of doesn't really require a lot of cooking kind of come and go sort of food it's again i'm always on the clock and i'm always at if i'm not at the office working i'm at the house looking over cases okay um but while the obviously when you took me to the to the hospital uh i the nurses were taking care of me and after that little fight we had i'm like yeah these, these these girls are gonna fuck me over so I find some way to kind of sneak away because uh, I know that I could do a better job. You're awake at this time? Well, the time that I was at the hospital, you know, mm. they were taking care yeah, of me. Yeah, we're just kind of doing like a rolling montage. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, I, I was just like, I, I could do a better job, but I can't really show my powers here mm-hmm. given that I'm afraid. So uh, I uh, does Uber exist in this world? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's sometimes you get like a Nissan Sentra and sometimes you get a horse-drawn carriage. Uh, so I'll get the the City of Mist version, the movers. Oh uh, yeah, movers, movers, because they move me back yeah. to my apartment. Um, and so yeah, I took a mover uh, down there, and I, I I I'm still messed up trying to get my hands in the door. Uh, I, I bust my way in and kind of you know drag myself to my bed. Uh, before there, I try to you know activate my my mm-hmm. um, 
what is it? Serpent's Gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heal a little bit, but that's why I'm just... Uh. Yeah. Just pass out. Okay, so that was uh, downtime just to heal your statuses. Um, I, I'm, because that's kind of cheap, because you kind of, guys kind of had to heal your statuses mm-hmm. after that, um, what's the next thing your characters do after they you know recover for a few days from their uh, escapade? Uh, for Arthur, I would go visit Leo at his pad. Okay. So I go to Leo Costello's pad, and I knock on the door. So you know, knock, and I wait for. <laughs> I hear I hear moaning. I guess. Yeah. Um, Leo, is your door unlocked by any chance, or do I have to do like a break and, in an entry? And, um, I hear I hear some muffled, drunken voice. <laughs> Leo, uh, um, and I'm like, I I, I kind of slightly kind of. Uh, Rouse myself awake. Leo! Uh, Arthur, is that you? Open the door. It's me. Uh, and so uh, I kind of roll over to my side, just like almost comically, like a good old Jim Carrey. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I get to my feet. I kind of take a moment, just like. At, at the same time, I have all, I, I apply these bandages to myself throughout the moments where I was awake after like healing myself and knocking out. Uh, I walk over, um, <laughs> and sure enough, there's a bat by my door, and I just want to make sure. So I grab it, just just like at the red, and I look through the peephole. Is that you, Arthur? It's me. Open the goddamn door. And I and I and I take I look away from the peephole. And I kind of take a moment. Should I? He kind of stabbed me, <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. And so uh, I put the bat down right by the side of the door again, and I, I unlock the locks, and I open them in. And there I am standing with a little tray of two coffees. <laughs> 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 I, look at, I look at Leon and go, morning. And I just walk right in. So, so wait, is this like a tray of like McDonald's coffees, or is it like in actual coffee cups? And if so, how did you drive with that? We don't ask. Arthur does things. He just appears with coffee. <laughs> Look, I, I, knowing my salary, I came with like Circle K coffee. <laughs> that, that's entirely fair. We'll call it. We'll call it a Square L coffee. I don't know. Square Square L. There square we go. L. Uh, okay. I just look at Leo. Go, Jesus! You look all fucked up. I uh, just walk and right I kind of give him a look like, "Gee, come on in, detective." Thank you. <laughs> I kind of take a quick look at the bat and just kind of, it just kind of goes through my head. Like I could bash this motherfucker's head in right now for stabbing me and doing all this shit. But I'm like, no, keep it cool. Keep it cool, Leo. I said, Arthur, um, yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, the, the knife wound from, you know, the, the last encounter could have done a lot better without it. But I, um, you smell like booze. I look at uh, Leo go, regular decaf. Okay. <laughs> uh, I go over. I'm like, I'll take the decaf. He takes the decaf. I open up my regular, and I give it the hair of the dog. For those who don't know what that is, put a little whiskey in there. Oh. <laughs> and I look as ex- – I just give him this deadpan stare. I'm like, really? It's never too early. Uh, I take a sip. I could use a little bit more, more cream. And I, I go, over to, um, to go over to my fridge. Uh, it's not the nicest of fridges. It's got some rust. Yeah. By the way, so what's your so, space of residence, Leo? So, um, oddly enough, 
I I, I don't really live, given that I, I'm still a surgeon, mm-hmm. I don't really like to live a very lavished life. Mm-hmm. I keep things very simple. It's almost not as um, what I'm thinking as bad as, uh, as Arthur's apartment. But uh, it's like a, just like a single uh, bedroom studio. I kind of okay. keep to myself. Uh, it's like a, just a big open space. Mm-hmm. My bed in the corner. There is like a, a like I would say like a forty-four inch t- TV just on a on a stand, uh, uh, on a stand that actually serves as also my drawers. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just uh, a photo of um, an old an old doctor friend of mine. Um, just kind of just right there singly, just against the wall, nothing else around it. Like a mentor almost? Yes. Um, and my kitchen is right next to it, just accessible by a single archway. Uh, and right as you come in, there's that fridge of mine that, again, I could I could afford a better fridge, but it's just a rusty old fridge has been there for me for the longest, and I just don't want to replace it. Um, and the kitchen's clean. Like, mm-hmm. Everything's really clean. Everything's just very simple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you pour some cream in your coffee yeah. and then both of you like sit down and there, I feel like there's like a little bit of an awkward silence. Uh, who's the first one to break it? Um, well, Arthur, you had one job. What happened? Well, before I answer that question, I got a question for you. And I pull up the folders of the cases that oh, you fuck. took oh, from my office and I just give you a look and I go, you know, these are confidential right and i uh i kind of give him that look like a like a golden retriever gives his master when he knows he fucked up not like not wanting to look and just kind of staring down at my coffee I'm like oh you uh you found those luckily for you the captain hates me <laughs> and i'd get shit can if you found out that i let you take these files so we're gonna keep this on the hush hush and uh i take another sip of the coffee i put it down um on the drawer um, and I said, look, Arthur, I get it. It's, it's your life. It's your police work. It's not my place to be nosing around, but I do have a knack for being nosy. But as I was reading it on, on the ride back to the, to the cemetery, the Red Rider case that you got seems very similar to, you know, the thing that straight out took the book from you. Isn't that something we really should be investigating or if not you? Well, I wasn't interested until that supposed Red Rider fucker came and stole the book from me. Now I'm goddamn interested in it. So, so is that how you do police work, Arthur? You wait for it to bite you in the ass? Hey, who's the one who left the hospital when they weren't fully healed? Well, look, let's be honest. I've worked at that hospital, and those nurses, after our little, my little tussle with them, uh, they really weren't going to do that good of a job. And look at me now. I am... And as, as I, like, try to sit down, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, 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 like, go, look at me now, and there's still parts of your skin that are, like, shiny. <laughs> it's like, look at me. I'm good. <laughs> and I, But I still try to sit down like an old man, mm-hmm. even though I'm younger than you. Uh, I'm like, clean as a whistle. Well, point is, don't tell me how to do my job. I won't tell you how to do yours then. Yeah, that's fair. And I grabbed the coffee again from the stand. Now, onto this red rider. Good job you took it because I probably would never have looked at it. <laughs> I'm just going to be pretty honest with you, but it's kind of interesting. And I open the book and I start reading the red rider case. And I think as you like pull up in the file and start uh, reading it, the, the same stuff that Leo uh, read earlier, 
both of you look at each other with this renewed look of determination. Like, you both have your differences, but both of you also instinctively know that there's a job to be done. And the camera pulls back and back outside the, uh, the window of Leo's apartment. And as it pulls back even further, uh, it pulls to a nearby rooftop with view of Leo's window. And there's a figure standing there, their coat billowing in the wind. You can't see their face, and it's hard to tell anything about them, but they just watch and then turn and walk away. And we fade to another scene, a hospital bed, where Skid is currently alive. Definitely worse for wear, but thanks to the actions of a doctor, is still alive. He's sleeping in the bed and covered in bandages, and there's actually a figure sitting next to them, a girl wearing uh, bright clothing and uh, pigtails, but her face is serious. It's angry, confused. She just looks at Skid, and Dora looks at her own lap and goes, He promised you wouldn't get hurt. And then, the camera fades from Dora and onto a battered wooden countertop, and the camera pans until you see the book on its surface, wrapped in ancient leather, stitched together almost. And as a gust of wind opens the book, you hear... (laughs) And we fade to black. So, I think that's a pretty good epilogue to uh, the first arc of uh, Rolling in the Mist, titled Skid Row. So, before we end the session here, I think we need to get a uh, something mechanical through. Mainly, you guys gain three attention on one of your themes, both of you. So, that means that that theme levels up. So leveling up in this game is different than most RPGs. It's not you gain uh, like bonuses to your stats or something like that. Instead, with your p- specific theme that you've given the most attention to, you know the the stuff that you've developed the most through the story, um, you can either pick another power tag that will help you with further roles, and that's just further enhancing your abilities, or you can choose uh, advanced improvements that are at the end of that theme book. So for uh, divination, for example. You can, uh, one of the advanced improvements is that when you investigate something, it's even more powerful when you roll 12 or higher. Um, So I asked you guys to kind of like look over the level ups and figure out like what option you want to take. Um, Arthur, what is the level up you took? So for me, I went with the ability called prophetic, which basically states when investigate, get a straightforward answer when I'm asked the question, What's going to happen next? You mean when you ask the question, what's going to happen next? Yes, to the MC. Okay. And if I use what the MC tells me, to my advantage, I gain a plus one on my roll. Dang. So you basically get like, you can choose to have a vision of the future when you go into a scene. Pretty much. Basically, uh, no more. I'm guessing I really don't have to rely on 10 or higher than at that point, right? 
Mm, it, it's really just for that like one question. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just kind of like a boost to investigate. So how would I use it in terms of like is it like I can use it just once a day or is it something like that or no? It's just every time you use the investigate move when you're like in a new scene. Got it. Um, so are, are you saying that like the book itself when you like peered into it it kind of like opened your mind like a little bit like so you're able to like see visions of the future now? Yeah, I could I would say so. Or I would for me per, probably it would be more like the spirits are kind of no longer being translucent. They're being more solid for me. Mm. And they're helping me see things that I shouldn't be seeing, but I'm seeing anyways. Interesting. Okay. I like that. So the the more attention you give to your reluctant power to speak to the dead, the more it, you know, showing me the more it annoys you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about you, uh, Dr. Castillo? Well, um, Given my recent history with uh, my powers in our last adventure, uh, I think I took the, the correct path in, in, in empowering my adaptation in Nature's Wrath by uh, answering another question and getting another power tag, to which I decided to go with Fireproof. Because uh, God knows that fireball, if not everything else I've used, has blown up in my face. Uh, this Useless. might... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh this might come in handy when I'm like I kind of want to go all out but I don't want to burn. <laughs> so uh I kind of give myself like a natural resistance to to fire, flames and stuff like that. I, I like to think that you healing like your entire body being torn up, like part of your skin being shiny that I was like joking about, like that's actually your like that's like your fireproof. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm applying my fireproof skin like lotion. <laughs> like like yeah, you basically healed yourself so much you became fireproof. I'm like, oh, this ain't happening again. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> but yeah, that's I decided to uh, enhance uh, my adaptations of nature's wrath. All right. So I think with the next session, we'll start off with uh, another downtime, just kind of like get you guys going um, or we can figure it out when we get there. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty good uh, way to end the session. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to do before we uh, get to the next arc? Or? Actually, yeah, before before we before we can uh, continue the next arc, I do want to have like, I guess, a personal moment with uh, Detective uh, Strange. Oh, OK. Uh, do you want to be like right after like Strange just read the Red Rider file? Uh, yeah. So you're still in your house. Yeah, we're still in our house. Yes. yes. OK. Uh, so. I'm taking a sip of my coffee. I said, so what did you see when you looked into that book? Because amidst the, you know, hordes of zombies tearing at me, um, you were kind of still just off in a gaze. I just sit there quietly, really taking in what he just asked. And I just take a minute to just breathe and go, I don't want to talk about it. I I looked at my coffee and said, look, I know I may be a doctor of the body, but I don't mind listening to your problems, Arthur. And I don't mind not telling my problems. I kind of gave that look of like, touche. I mean, you missed quite a lot. I'll be honest. Uh, Kind of had a moment where I was about to really kind of fry the entire place, but um, I was scared of hitting you. Um, And I know you, we had, you know, skid, um, you know, neutralized, but yeah, I kind of wished I wasn't so afraid of my powers sometimes. I probably could have, you know, ended everything quickly. 
And before I let like this emotional connection between us really start connecting, I go, oh shit, Skid, Dora. Oh, I forgot to call her and let her know dumbass boyfriend's still alive. Do you, do you say this out loud? Yeah. Okay. I said, is is he all right? I mean, and the last thing I remember is I, I stabilized him. Yeah, thanks for that. Kind of shot him, didn't I? <laughs> I I, I kind of do like a quick laugh. Like, yeah, you, you did. You know, what kind of cop carries a grounded gun with one bullet? Look, when you're me and you see the things you see, you kind of don't want to keep seeing them all the time. Hmm. I mean, did... I mean, I know you say you don't want to share it or talk about it, but was there anything that they told you or anything you saw that might help us with the Red Rider? And so that moment, you guys hear a ding, ding, ding at the window. And then you hear another ding, 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 ding. And you guys look at the window and you see three black birds looking at you. And that's where we'll end the session. Ooh. Damn, look at that. Mm. You guys thought I forgot about that fucking yeah, yeah, creepy, yeah, yeah. didn't you? <laughs>